This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Dealing with the really sad news that the recorder is in decline. You remember the recorder? Played by pretty much everyone at primary school and then what happens to it just disappears. I've read this today. Musical charities and schools across Europe are concerned that fewer people are learning the recorder than ever before in the history of time. Covid is what's done for it. Face-to-face lessons. It's to, it's an instrument that you you blow into. Droplets landing inside the recorder. Sharing instruments, wind instruments together. All of these things together. Very bad news for the recorder. I would have said this is very, very bad news for school bands. The recorder, to me, that just says school when you were growing up. You too were a school band, unless I, unless I've got this really wrong. I'm pretty sure they all met and formed in college in Dublin. If I've got that wrong, I'm sure there's millions of people ready to correct me listening to Home Time tonight. If you were in a school band, I want to hear from you. I'm sure there's some great school band names out there, so you can share those. How far did you manage to go as the band? Biggest gigs that you played? Maybe there's a disastrous assembly gig that sticks in your mind that everyone needs to know about. This blew my mind. There is an organisation called the ETRA, the European Recorder Teachers Association, uh, which are currently planning to revive recorder playing across Europe. Great news. But does anyone still play it as an adult? Uh, Want to hear from you. 81215 for your text. Uh, this text here says, My partner's mum and sister still play the recorder. They play outside Sainsbury's at Christmas. That's two people. <laughs> Want to hear from you. Charlie's hanging on. Uh, you still play the recorder, Charlie? Yes, I do. Wow. Now, now, do you mind me asking how old you are, first of all? Just to clarify, you're an adult. Okay, so yes, I am 47. Uh, Approaching a similar age myself, uh, so I would class us both as adults, Charlie. So how come you still play the recorder at 47? What are you doing? Where do you play? When? Okay, so um, occasionally I just play to myself in my garage, um, but I have also played at our local church, so I play the recorder and I play the clarinet. And if you were to play, if you were to play right now, what 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 song have you absolutely nailed? What would we what would we know? What would we recognise? What's your big hit? Oh, what's my big hit? Um, right. So the theme tune for Lovejoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, the theme tune uh, Axel F. Oh, what Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah. Do 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> our music teacher was really into teaching us. Lots of like theme tunes to um, basically TV shows. That's amazing. So, so Charlie, if we basically just heard the two songs, that's it: Axel F and the theme tune to Love Joy. Oh yeah, no, and Miss Marple and Crikey, <laughs> um, Hawaii Five-O, Coronation Street, EastEnders. He had a real thing going, did our music teacher? Charlie, your repertoire is definitely of a certain era, and I love it. Brilliant, well done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kay is another person who has done just that. You're still playing, uh, Kay, you do, yes? I do, yeah. I play to my three labs who are, well, one's absolutely mental, so she spins round and round, howls on occasion and runs up and down the stairs like a maniac. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm no dog psychologist, but um, if, if, if it's running around and going crazy, could it be that they actually don't like it? The other two sit and just really take it all in. 
as did my family when I was about 10, 11, playing at six o'clock in the morning. Don't recall that, but my sister reminds people that she meets for the first time. I used to play this at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Now, earlier we spoke to Charlie and she said that she used to, uh, well, she can still play uh, the theme tune to Lovejoy and the yeah. Beverly Hills Cop theme. Uh, what is it that you are playing your three Labradors, Kay? I play a tune called Frivolity that I practised over and over and over again. Is it your own composition? I've never heard of that hit. No, it's not, and we weren't allowed to keep the music because of copyright. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it sounds a dangerous yeah, song. I don't suppose you have the you don't have the uh, the recorder to hand, do you? We, we couldn't hear a bit of this uh, band song. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so I've got it here, yes. Oh, let, let's, let's have a quick burst. You don't have to do the whole okay. tune. No, no, if you just hold on a sec, I'll yeah. just put you on there, loudspeaker, so I oh, can wow. hear you. This is, this is quite a moment. Frivolity. This is Kay oh, in our broth. Right, Betty, you ready? Betty, the youngest one, she, she's ready. Oh, right. so we're all going to hear it and the dogs. OK, quite a moment. Oh, she's, she's, she's not, not that impressed at the moment. She's got a teddy inside. OK. Right, here we go. Here we go. Thank you, Kay. It good, and it goes on. <laughs> it's a yes from me, straight through to judges' houses. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, this text says, I bought me and my cousin recorders last summer after a fun evening on a bottle of rosé. Instantly played London's Burning, says Michelle in Doncaster. Please keep these gems coming. Uh, this text says, I still play my grandfather's clock on the recorder now and again. I once filmed myself and sent it to my friend to help woo him. It obviously worked. We've been boyfriend and girlfriend for three years. I still play it for him now and again. Sometimes I mix it up with a rendition of Lord of the Dance. Lucky guy. Uh, and Holly is another person who's got in touch. You still play, yeah? I do, I do. <laughs> so, uh, Holly, how old are you? Uh, I'm 27. 27, so you're an adult, but you're still a relatively cool age, I would say, and you're playing the recorder. How does this happen? Um, so, I got into it when I was about 12, um, when I lived in Spain. <laughs> in Spain? I didn't know the recorder was big in Spain. Oh, it's huge. Definitely bigger than here. <laughs> right, OK, yeah. Um, and then Pirates of the Caribbean was probably my forte and the best thing I learned, and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> and you still play now? What, you just, <laughs> it just I goes. do, now and then. I think after a wine, it'll, it'll, it'll make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Trick. It's my party trick, I'd say. <laughs> this is amazing. So if all your mates know that they see you going to the cabinet and getting out the recorder, you're thinking, she's had too much, we're going to hear Pirates That's of the it. Caribbean in a minute. Time it is. Time to call a taxi. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Picking a film for the Hometime Film Club tonight. An island theme to it. Absolute Radio, your station for Isle of Wight Festival coverage this weekend. Our advance parties have headed off down to the islands, uh, ready to uh, put things uh, together for uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But a movie with an island theme is what I want to choose tonight for the Hometime Film Club, so get thinking. Movies that feature islands in an integral way. What are we putting forward? 81215 for your texts. Tweet us at Absolute Radio. 
I'm going to put forward my suggestion. I'm appreciating it might be contentious because I'm going to put forward The Rock uh, with Sean Connery, <laughs> uh, Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris. Alcatraz, is that an island? It is really, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my producer's nodding. I mean, I know The Rock is generally, obviously, a prison and it's The Rock, but all intents and purposes, it is an island. So it's eligible. So I put it forward The Rock as a movie. Love any Nicolas Cage movie, so it's always a pleasure to do that. But island-themed movies for the film club tonight. Uh, Barry, hang on, what we got then, Barry? Actually, I had a couple. The island, obviously, as soon as you said The Rock, that was the first one I thought of. Good man. Um, but The Island with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. But then I thought to myself, well, it's just past the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. Ah, yes. Yes, and so, that, of course that is really an island. I mean, we think the dinosaurs, really but when it comes down to it, it's an island movie. I mean, they chopper them over there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do, because, of course, it's a true story. Uh, Barry, this is a great shout. I have a dinosaur-obsessed youngest son, uh, and if I didn't consider this for it, um, I wouldn't be able to go home tonight. So, very good shout. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Really, really popular. Uh, Adam in Kent uh, on his uh, way home working in the capital. Uh, Angela in Staffordshire. Mark in Plymouth. Neil in Canterbury all suggesting the same. For the film club, it has to be Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio. Plot twist that will leave you stumped until the end. Can I hold my hands up? I've not seen it. Uh, it may win the uh, it may win the vote tonight, but it's definitely on my watch of things to see. Tom, what are you putting forwards? I think the man with the golden gun. Oh, a it's Bond a... film. Okay, give it its credibilities then. Well, it's just one of the best ever Sean Connery films. It's uh, got one of the best villains, Scaramanga, who uh, lives on an island and has three nipples. I think they're separate things. And uh, there's <laughs> a massive final scene as they're chasing around the private island until. Uh, finally, Bond wins. Shock. Shock. <laughs> yeah, oh dear, spoiler alert. Uh, it's, a, it's a classic. It's a classic. I uh, hadn't thought of a Bond movie for an island film, but Tom, it's a compelling argument. Thank you very much. Have a good one, Richie. Any other business? If there's anything that you picked up during the show, but maybe you were driving, you couldn't get in touch, and afterwards you want to say, hey, I've got something to say on that, you can email us. Uh, maybe you're listening to our Daily Takeaway, the Hometime Show podcast, and you want to get in touch, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Do you remember yesterday, uh, Bush was putting to me a dilemma about robot lawnmowers, and I said what a very bad idea it was. Uh, Naveen uh, emailed us in Cornwall. We had a robot mower. We called him Lawny. He did a great job of keeping the garden mown, eating the barbecue cover and various other toys, until one day he took his own life, driving into the pond that he'd been managing to navigate safely around for three years. Beware the robot mowers. It's not a good idea. This is The Daily Takeaway. It's home time on Absolute Radio. This is Richie on my own this evening, but not on my own in a fortnight's time. Bush will be back from his holiday and we have got a big night planned for you. At the Electric Ballroom in Camden, it is a fortnight away. We're just over uh, for our big 80s versus 90s live nights. Can I point out that the 30th of June, that'll be your first weekend uh, since June's payday. So if you're looking for something to celebrate another payday, I would suggest... 
That's where you need to be. You can get your tickets, absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. What is the night? It's me on stage with Bush, both of us behind the decks. I will be representing the 80s. He's got the 90s. And we just go head to head, back to back for the night uh, with the big party songs of the decades. And at the end of the evening, you decide who's won, 80s or 90s, and we all go home very happy and tired and maybe a little bit emotional. So absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets if you want to pick yours up. And who knows, if this goes big, maybe we'll turn it into a tour. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.